1: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. We are now, as the blue balloon says, one day away from Cubs mm-hmm. convention. Happy yeah. Thursday to everybody. We've made it. The longest week of the year so far. It's Does it not tough. feel like that? Does it not feel like this week has been like four weeks long? Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. At least we ended on a mm-hmm. high
2: note. We started on time today. That's right. We started at one twenty. On right there, yeah. 120. No one twenty. Late. No, no, no. Being late, slander. No, no. no, no I don't no want to hear anything from you, no Blue slow Dabs. Pe- no Dell Slowpokes or whatever. Yeah. yeah, Cody Del Lado. <laughs> there, yeah, that's one.
0: Yeah, nothing from Blue Dabs. I don't want to hear any slander. Yeah, no, no
2: slander today. And everyone else too. Everyone any else slander, I will call you out tell you to stop
1: (laughs) thanks to everybody in the chat that's already here make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel please and if you're just one of those regular only podcast only people we encourage you to check out the youtube channel if you're podcast only make sure you subscribe there absolutely don't miss any episodes five-star reviews are appreciated because the four-star review is basically like saying we're horrible
2: it is And just like i said about the guy who said that i say like too much i mean
1: still deserve a five-star yeah like, I think you still deserve a five-star. <laughs> no? All right. So we like, got, yeah. Yeah, like, I think so. <laughs> we've got we've got some topics uh, for you. We're going to go through some of the free agents that are still left. Jim Bowden ranked uh, what he thought were the top ten still left. Uh, will the Cubs be in on anybody, or are they done really adding to this team? Did you see Matt Mervis, by the way, on the initial roster for Team yeah. Israel, World Baseball Classic? Yeah,
0: there's, there's another guy. I mean, the, the Cubs have a few players just kind of scattered out throughout the teams that, or I think the preliminary list, I don't think they finalized those World Baseball Classic rosters, but like just a bunch of guys on like a bunch of different teams just scattered about. So it may be one of those spring trainings where a lot of those big players aren't yet, (laughs) aren't in Mesa the entire time.
1: I think it would be good competitive experience for him, Mm -hmm. you know, if he's able to take part in that.
2: I mean, I think Miguel Amaya, that's one that I'm excited to see if – First off, if he makes the team, right, and then if he plays much, like I think that could be something a little bit more telling for us on his status mm-hmm. on when he potentially could be on the Cubs. So we know he's not going to be on the team to start the year, but you know, I, I yep. of all of them that are going to play in it, like he's the one that I'm interested in seeing the yeah. most. The
0: another thing with that is Mervis, obviously, but other guys, Suzuki is going to probably be one of them. It's just the fact that. After last year's spring training, how delayed it was, and it was tougher for guys to get into in-season game action mode prior to the actual opening day. You'll have a bunch of guys who have already been playing competitive baseball games before really spring training really gets going, spring training games. So by the time that, you know, we get a few weeks into the season, these guys are ready to go. They're in that mode. They're locked in. They're, you know, built up to the point where they can actually play you know, baseball games. When open opening day comes around. So I think it's a better balance of, of what happened last year or between what happened last year and how late it was versus this year guys are getting started probably even earlier to get into that, that game mode because as far as the world baseball classic goes, it's one of those things where you wanna represent your country well and and hopefully, you know, play do your best to bring to bring a championship back for, you know, your your country. So um, yeah, it's, it's I think it's good for guys just getting back into game mode earlier than, than normal.
1: You know, I think for sports um, like gymnastics and skiing and stuff, like the Olympics are the pinnacle. Baseball is one of those that kind of fits in, in a strange place, I think, mm-hmm. because it's it's already so international. Uh, same thing with hockey, really, although hockey gold medal is a, is a really big deal. I don't know if the baseball gold medal is a huge deal. I think the World Baseball Classic almost as good as – Olympic baseball, for me, like I, I think it's almost the same thing, um, and I do think uh, the players take it seriously. You know, like you said, there's a sense of pride that they want to be involved in it. However, I don't believe you can compare it to a gymnast who waits their whole life no. for the Olympics every four years, or a track star goes. who nah. waits for every four years for it to come around. It's it's not the same thing, but it is better than. Spring training, baseball, yeah, cactus league action. In it, my opinion, it's
0: not quite that level, but it is like as far as international tournaments go, it's the number one. Like, the, yeah. yeah, does the Olympics even still have baseball? Anymore? I don't honestly. I don't, I don't know, have, and I don't care. Same <laughs> thing with
1: tennis. Like, in <laughs> Olympic tennis. How is it any different than just yeah, any so normal tournament for a weekend?
0: Yeah. So the, this is as far as international goes. Like, th- again, this is the World Cup of baseball. It may not be quite the World Cup, but it's the World Cup of baseball. So like, these guys care. The guys that go out there care and, and, and want to do well and, and win, you know obviously win that tournament. There's no point in playing that tournament if you're not trying to win. So yeah. there you go. It, it'll be good to, to see guys like Matt Mervis get, get going earlier than normal and just kind of be in that mode. So when they do you know, kind of come back full-time spring training, they're already ready to go. I think that's what you want to see. You don't want to see guys slow build. You want to see guys ready to go by
2: the time spring training
0: gets going and opening day comes around. Yeah, I
2: think that's what I'm most excited about spring in general just because, like, finally it's like a normal spring training. No. There's no, like – no like fast you know let's get these couple weeks in you know everyone's going to be full go opening day because it's going to be a normal spring training finally after like <laughs> what 3 years feels like yeah 2020 you know that we know how that went then you know a 2021 it was weird the lockout last year you know like it's been a weird couple of years yeah it's it, this is Strange. like the, it's finally like yeah, you know, 2021 with the whole like pandemic, like the the rules and all that, that made it weird. And then, like this, like 2023 would finally be like the first like real normal year. It feels like, with just like everyone having the same same amount of time in the off season and like the ramp up and everything for pitchers and stuff. So, I think the WBC will be great for a lot
1: of those guys, though, in terms of like just getting ramped up and ready to go. So, I also think you're less likely to see guys play like three innings and come out Mm -hmm. in in the WBC than you are in a Cactus League game. You know, like guys want to be in there longer. I think it's the, the, is it the Dominican Republic or it's Puerto Rico,
2: the roster. (laughs) I think I saw a graphic with it sometime the last couple weeks. And I look, like the roster was just like all all all-stars. Like I don't, it's one of those two countries. I can't,
1: which makes sense. Puerto Rico has a pretty good roster. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) And so like. But I also feel like the United States has a great roster too. I mean, any team with Mike Trout on it has a good chance to win. <laughs> no, there's gonna be
0: a lot of there's gonna be a lot of really good teams in this. So yeah. that's one of the things it's like you just have good players all over the place. That mm-hmm. if anything like Matt Mervis or, or you know anyone else from the Cubs, but especially Matt Mervis, he's gonna face high level major league caliber pitching throughout that whole that whole term if he you know of course makes that team. Um, so that's just good experience for him just going into what should be his first you know full season in the majors. I guess we we don't know for sure what's gonna happen on opening day where he's going to be, but that's just going to be a good experience for him regardless. Yeah.
1: Got a lot of a lot of comments. A lot yeah, of the chat's going. Question. Hey, do we have as many likes, though? That's the question. Yesterday yeah. we got up to 50 likes just because we wanted Ryan to take that yeah. shot of Malort we for being get, tardy.
0: Just get 50 likes in general now. That's, and, that's, and the show that's
1: ended just as Ryan was taking his shot. He <laughs> did finish the shot, and, yes, he did cringe afterwards. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was terrible. So, mission accomplished. Everybody in the chat gave us a like. But, you know, today you could give us the like for Cubs conventions almost here.
2: Yeah. Well, we got 78 people in here right now, 17 likes, 81 We'd, now. We need at
1: least 50 likes by the end of the show.
2: At least 50. So we're already 50. at 20. We can it's do not, 30 more.
1: Know, it's not that hard. You know, it's just yeah. a little
0: just a little click. We can do 30 more in the next 50 minutes. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> tell your friends, tell your families, tell your neighbors. Give the Chase Cup
1: show a like right now. Yeah. I saw that uh, Jim Bowden on The Athletic just came out today with his top 10 free agents that are still out there. And then I just got to thinking, well, are the Cubs really done? Is this this it? It feels like they're done. Yeah. Um, But then you look at the roster and you think, well, there are ways to still incrementally improve the team. I'm not going to say anything they could do at all would be a huge boost to the team. Mm -hmm. But there are ways that they could still improve the team before spring training starts. So (laughs) we're putting that out there. Later in the show, we're also going to do – uh, I see Niren's in the chat. Niren, we're going to do your trade du jour. You know, just the, the latest guy that we think, you know, another name that do you want to consider him. We've done some before. Um, so far, most of them we've kind of been like, eh. We'll, and we'll see this, where this one factors in. But first, let's go through the free agents, all right? Jim Bowden's top five. And at the top of the list, he put Michael Waka. Then he put uh, Jerkson Profar, Elvis Andrews, Zach Granke, Trey Mancini. I see, as, as a little kid would say, I spy three ways to improve the Cubs on that list. What three names or two names or one name would you at least poke around and, and see? I think Michael Waka is interesting to me because I still think they could use more pitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he's a solid pitcher. He was pretty good over Boston last year. And and Bowden's uh, possibility at the top, of that article is basically here's what they can do. Teams that want to win can use Waka teams that are in the middle. Maybe the Cubs can use him as, Hey, we can give you some starts and we might flip you to a winner because you're not going to be part of our long-term future. Okay. I'm okay with either of those. That's why I was okay with the fact that if they wanted to bring Wade Miley back, I would have been okay with that Mm -hmm. because they might, might have had the possibility to actually flip him this time. If he's healthy. I think Elvis Andrews Ryan and I we looked it up beforehand he, he's yeah. never played third base not at the major league level no he's been exclusively a shortstop um, but his, if he would have played third base then he definitely would be a,
0: an option but his his arm strength you know per baseball savant 25th percentile obviously not good <laughs> not correct. good in terms of like what you what you would need your third baseman to be. Um, and we kind of discussed, like, maybe that does that get affected as, as a shortstop and the more range you're covering. The less opportunities you have time to, you know, set your feet, make a very good, strong throw over to first base. Maybe that changes um, had, he, had he been more of a third baseman than a shortstop, but it's just no experience at the major league level there this late in his career. At this um, age, probably not. It feels like something that he So be, that,
1: that you know, kind of takes him Andres off my
0: list.
2: Been, I think Andrus would have been the, the consolation to not getting Swanson. Uh, that's where I – would have been a deep, deep consolation. It would have been – Yeah, a, a well, well, yeah we would have been face. here angry, but I'm just <laughs> saying, like, that. yeah. doesn't sound like you can play much third base.
1: No, and <laughs> I, I saw Barbara in the chat saying Mancini should be higher. This is not our list yeah. that I was showing on the YouTube chat. This was Jim Bowden uh, of The Athletics saying these were how he ranked the top five. Now, yeah. Mancini's at the bottom of that for five, but if you're talking about the Cubs list – I think when they got Hosmer, a lot of people thought, well, that's it. It's done. If you have Hosmer, you don't need Mancini. But I'm not so totally sold on that. I I still see a way that Mancini could help the Cubs if he's willing to be that role player. You know, like, first of all, he has the versatility. So he can play first base. He can be DH. He can play left field. Ian Hapson in left field. So that spot's basically taken. But DH in first base, sure Hosmer could play first. He's really good at it. But what's wrong with Mancini being your DH? Yeah, I mean,
2: wasn't it from the athletic within the last couple of weeks, Ryan, you might know this for sure, but didn't Sharma didn't write something about how the Cubs might are probably done on Mancini with the Hosmer signing?
0: I mm, possibly I remember seeing something that like just I because saw that they surfing, signed Hosmer, like, I saw it surfing Cubs. Tournament. I don't know. I saw the opposite where that just because they're they got Hosmer that that doesn't mean they're done on Mancini. They could still right. also add Mancini. Well, they That's why they I, should,
2: in my opinion, they shouldn't be considering they're paying Hosmer the league minimum. You know what I mean? But it's, just,
0: it's another
2: another addi- Mancini to me, just another addition right now. Who
0: is a good hitter and would be good for this lineup, but it's also. As we discussed before, they even sign Hosmer. It's not like he's a huge needle mover in terms of making this a playoff contender. And if right now those are the moves you're trying to make, and if you're bringing in Mancini, he's either going to be your full time DH, which limits at bats for other guys like Magical or Mervis when he's not playing first or anyone else, or he's going to be playing a lot of first base, which takes time away from Mervis. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hosmer, you're not worried about getting taken, you know, uh, uh, reps taken from him, but it's also like if you're going to play Mancini at first base a lot, what'd you sign Hosmer for? You know, that's never, why to, that's why to me, it's just it feels like a, an addition that doesn't need to be made specifically yeah. for the Cubs. That it's just another versus like when we talk about you, you, you get a lot of good players and then you figure things out later. Right. It doesn't seem like that. It seems more of an issue if you're signing, if you're bringing in Mancini and then trying to figure out the lineup there. Because, again, it's not He's uh, not one of your going to be one of your top hitters in the lineup that you need. You need in there every day. It's just makes a lot of, of you know, roster construction, lineup construction issues to me that it, it doesn't feel like a move
1: the Cubs would make at this point. Not yeah. worth the uh, – the juice isn't worth the squeeze or whatever the saying is. It's that. That. Uh, but – Can't I mean, have your cake and eat it, too? Yeah, I, I don't know re- if that one works. No, it's, I, the juice isn't worth the squeeze.
2: <laughs> Listen, I think the I – mean, we've never really considered the idea of squeeze the Cubs getting juice. both Mancini and Hosmer, but, uh, you know, based off anything I've read, I don't think that's – I don't think the Cubs are interested in that and fine, whatever, I can – Disagree with that, and people can agree with it, whatever. But I think Mancini
1: should still be an option for the Cubs. Well, you still need home runs. That's the problem. Like they—they told us they're not a finished product, which I get. So if they don't add somebody like Mancini, first of all, he's not going to turn them all all of a sudden into a power hitting team. But if he's willing to embrace the role of utility guy Mm -hmm. slash DH, whatever it might be, and maybe not playing. More than three days a week. If he's willing to embrace that, there is a role for him to still help a team a lot. And, you know, Bowden points out that he's hit 20 more home runs 2017 to 21. He had 18 last year, which was a down season for him. And he believes with the shift going away that Mancini could raise his batting average to 270, his on base average to 340 and hit 21 to 24 home runs. Now, That's I would solid. assume that means <laughs> with pretty steady playing time. But again, the DH allows you to do that. Yeah. We saw scenarios we talked about. Andy Martinez was doing his projected lineup, and he was talking about Nick Madrigal. Would you rather see Nick Madrigal being the DH and getting steady playing time yeah. and trying to develop Nick Madrigal? Or would you rather see... Trey Mancini have an opportunity to bounce back. It's an interesting. Com- You'd rather. I knew. I well, knew. But But the
0: thing is, like. So and I. I
1: understand if, that. I'm not saying if, that's crazy. If you're
0: bringing in, and it's not even just Nick Madrigal himself. If you're bringing in Mancini, like Mancini's not. You're like, a guy you're bringing in for. You know he's going to be part of the future team. He's just a guy to, to to fill a roster spot at this point. Um, for a team that you know maybe could possibly compete for the playoffs. And yeah, he'd probably help in that. But. If you're also at the point where you have so many guys you're still trying to see establish themselves at the major league level, see if they can be major league contributors for this next great Cubs team. Mancini's just blocking a lot of playing time. Like, if you're trying to get Nick Magical at bats to, to you know see if he has anything in him as a, as a major league player, but you're already taking away second base opportunities by signing Danzi Swanson and moving Nico over then you're taking more even potential DH opportunities from him to let Mancini play or let Eric Cosmer play or Matt Mervis, whoever's in that position. You know, Christopher mm-hmm. Morrell, we you know him and him and Wisdom are probably going to be spending a lot of time at third base where, you know, there's other... It's just the whole roster lineup construction becomes an issue to me if you're bringing in Mancini. Nothing against him. It's just you have to probably trade someone. You Find a trade partner, trade one of these guys away if you're bringing huh. Mancini in just because... That that just takes away a lot of that potential at bats for these other guys that you want to see at the Fair. big league level. I just it it doesn't. If it's me, I'm not going after Mancini anymore because we, you already got Hosmer. Hosmer's going to be that first base option until Mervis is ready. He's going to be a solid veteran presence for him. That's what you got him for. That's probably what you would have gotten Trey Mancini for. Maybe been a little bit better, but it's just at this point, you're just filling a roster spot. For a team that needs other guys, needs to see what other guys can do. You don't just, need Trey Mancini. I guess it
2: would depend on like the the contract you would offer Mancini. Say they offer him like a two year or a three year deal with the opt out after two years or something like that. Just the, so you're the, just the contract. He's blocking too much. The
0: contract doesn't matter to me because you're gonna block other players. You're gonna block guys you that are here on this roster that you want to see get at bats or play in the field, or whatever. Trey Mancini just blocks a lot of that. He's not again. He's not gonna be a part of your future. So. In my opinion, why are you bringing him in
1: just to block players? Well, Bowden basically just had the Cubs. It's the only of the 10 players that he listed, Mancini's the only guy that he had any connection to would be a good fit for the Cubs. I'm not sure he was considering the fact, and, and again, they need power, so that's why he's saying that, and he could play DH for the Cubs, but... I understand Ryan's point too, and I think the Cubs' thinking on this—if I had to go inside their heads—would be: once they signed Bellinger and then Hosmer, then Mancini was done. You don't need—you don't need three of those guys, okay? It's Mancini. You don't need three older reclamation projects, and and Bellinger's obviously a a slightly different story, but you don't need three. Guys that are still trying to bounce back in the big leagues a little bit. If he
0: could play third base, it'd be a different story to me. He can't. He's a solely a first baseman, solely a, a you know, solely a first baseman DH kind of player at this point. And you have enough of the guys that can play, that need to be playing either of those mm. positions that you don't you don't need to sign Trey Mancini.
2: Let's be real though, magical playing DH is very unconventional. It's unconventional, but this oh yeah, is a, I don't like that. B- at baseball
0: all. is unconventional <laughs> at this point. Baseball yeah. is very unconventional at this point versus where it was well, you know, even a few years ago. we're
2: sitting here in, like, May or June and we're talking about the lack of power on this roster. Are,
0: are you really going to be frustrated in three months from now that the Cubs didn't sign Trey Mancini?
2: No, but I'm saying that the lack of aggressiveness to add power after Jed said they need to blow teams out, yeah, that's – that's Well, yeah, that's a different man. story,
0: but I don't think we're looking at Trey Mancini at that point if that's the issue in June. I don't think we're so sitting back like, I damn. I should have moved on. Your judge would have done I that. I should have moved
2: go. on then a month ago. Then. <laughs> that, so I, that's on me for not moving on a month ago.
0: It should, I, don't, I don't think we're going to look back in June <laughs> and be like, man, they should have they signed Trey Mancini. They
2: should have signed all kinds of other people, but uh, I mean – I'm looking at this from a. I want the Cubs to be good. Like I, I get where you're coming from. You got to see certain guys play. They can do that and also be good. Like the way that you were explaining to it just giving me like PTSD about last season. And like, come on, like, like the over under for the Cubs that Vegas already put out is at 78. And like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't yes. like that. I don't, I don't like that Vegas did that. And like, that's. A lot of that has to do with the lack of offense. Okay, they need more h- offense. How, how, how I think many, this
1: is what Carlos is answering your question or your your frustration <laughs> right there. He's saying Jed wasn't necessarily you know he's basically saying Jed wasn't necessarily talking about this offseason. He was talking about the future, and I know he is. I've seen quotes where he said we're not a finished product, and that will come. We didn't get the power. We haven't added the power that we know we need because. Yes, defense is nice. Yes, pitching is also nice to have, but so is offense. And he's talked about how when he was in Boston, they just bludgeoned teams. Mm -hmm. They just hit their way to the World Series. Then he came to the Cubs. They had the best defensive team. Yes, they hit home runs, but defensively they were very, very solid. So while he didn't set out necessarily to – his game plan wasn't necessarily let's forget the power and let's focus on defense and pitching. That is the way it seems this offseason has played out yeah. and that the power will have to come in other ways in other offseasons. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, there were too many holes on this team unless you were really willing to spend $600 million <laughs> no, They weren't, the weren't going to fill and every they role this
0: offseason. They, like, they, they built... But
1: I, I understand I understand Cody's frustration I with I, it.
0: I understand the frustration I'm saying for, I'm, I'm I'm looking at it in the context of Trey Mancini and we're talking about the Cubs signing Trey Mancini he's not how many more wins is he gonna add on that 78 projected win total one maybe I don't know. like is he's not I don't think we should be spending this much time talking about the Cubs are gonna any Cubs lack of power is gonna be as a result of not signing Trey Mancini because he's just gonna he, at this point, with the way they've constructed the roster now, he's just going to be taking at-bats away
1: from guys like Matt Mervis or other guys that you Cody want Cody wants to win every single game, right? Like, Cody wants Cubs to win fans in the chat again. want every – like, a lot we of Cubs fans at the 1-0. Cubs convention will be like, <laughs> every single game matters. Every win matters. And what they're sort of showing you – like, if you wanted to win every single game possible, if you were fighting tooth and nail and nothing else mattered – to get the wild card or win the division, adding Trey Mancini makes sense. But if you're also trying to develop and think about the future, and you, and it means you have to forfeit possibly one loss or two losses, like Ryan's saying, that's that's the reality of the balance yeah. of building a franchise for the future. So I think that's what's going on, and I don't think Mancini's going to be added. Now, I don't Otis, either.
2: I never really thought he.
1: W- no, no, was no. I don't. The Hosmer was signing. I'm just. Right.
2: I'm making the argument for just adding any more players in terms of adding to the offense because I, I think we can all sit here and agree that they need yes. to. And, like, I know you don't want to block players, but I don't want to see Nick okay, Madrigal well, play so, DH. So, like,
1: my, my – yeah. yes, okay, so uh, – They're not good enough offensively. When, when no. you look at it, how, is, how are you going to
0: construct a lineup and get guys like Magical, but definitely Mervis, morell all these other younger players that you want to see, how are you going to get them the best they need to develop and to see what they got? If you're adding Mancini in, he's going to take – Again, three four hundred at bats. Mancini's so just one name. But you,
2: what what's another name then that they could McCutcheon. add that would make sense? Like, is it McCutcheon? Is it Adam Duvall? I I don't know.
1: Like Gary Sanchez at DH.
2: All I know is if you those add are, those one are guys of those he put in his guys, top ten. At least you, at least it, I don't know. At least adds to the office. I don't know if it moves, moves the needle. The only thing that moved the needle for the Cubs this offseason was adding Tyone Swanson and potentially Bellinger. Potentially Bellinger. All right, like. Those are the the, the the needle movers, and then maybe some of these other small moves will work out. Maybe we'll we'll be surprised by you know some random guy that they that they sign that I can't think of right now. But what like, about the
1: sheriff? I've seen in the chat people saying they want Chafin back. Chafin Chafen would be great. The bullpen, if you're so talking about maybe it's about not a issue. bat, even though we all agree that offensively oh, yeah. they're not going to be. I,
2: I think that they're as they're, good as you hoped. They're going to be in a lot of games. I think the pitching and the defense will allow them to be in a lot of games. I think so, too. But you know how many one-run games we watched last year and how many times I got angry because I lost by one run because – or defense gave it away, or they couldn't get enough offense. Okay, well, the defense is good now. He's gonna short up one part of that. Like, how often, how many, like, how many one to nothing games are we gonna have to watch? Like, I hope, <laughs> I hope not a lot. I hope we're winning. like... Cole, Cole's it, gonna tell us all the Although, <laughs>
1: those one run games are sometimes faster. I don't know. Unless there's a lot of uh, bullpen, yeah, I, Again,
2: I understand oh, super that they can, that there's, there's reason for other guys to get opportunities and stuff like that. I just, I don't know. I think I. I, I think that they need another bat, like, and I don't know if that moves the needle, but it at least makes me feel a little bit better. I think that would make well, maybe the fan base feel better. Maybe too. it's
1: via trade, which we'll get to in the third segment. Yeah. Super chat from the Duke eight one one ten bucks. Thanks for that. Thanks, Why Duke. is it that other big market teams can develop while also being competitive into the late into the season? They aren't worried about <laughs> quote unquote blocking their players. Oh, um, Duke. There oh. are some teams that I would agree with that, and that uh, again. The Cubs were in a pretty bad spot. Like, I don't think people realized how thin the cupboard was getting before they started to tear it down. Yeah. Which is why they had to tear it down. Yeah. Um so I think that would be the answer to that, but I, I understand what you're saying. It's
0: it's the, it's the change they're going to have to try to make is the last time around it didn't work out. Like they they the Dodgers do it well. The Dodgers compete every single year and keep bringing up prospects that are, you know, pretty good. Um, and sign the right players when they need to, and from free agency. That's where the Cubs are striving to be. That's where the Cubs would like to be. They're not there yet. They have the the farm system to do it. Once those players graduate, and hope you know ho- are hopefully part of you know really good contributors on the next great Cubs team, is when you start to look at okay, can they fi- can they backfill? Can they fill the, that farm system again with good prospects who they can you know. If they need to, replace the guys in the majors uh, eventually when – I
2: hope that there's a guy that is like Christopher Morrell that's coming here, that we just don't expect, comes up, lightning in a bottle type guy. From within. Somebody from within. That's what Yumper's
1: saying. Like, if the young guys – if the Cubs are going to get to where you would like them to get to, not the World Series, to the postseason, competing in the division, then young guys will have to take that next step. Mm Mm-hmm and or somebody like Cody Bellinger might have to bounce back to provide the power that we're saying, where's the power?
0: Yeah. yeah. One more before we move off this subject, as far as the free agents go,
2: mm-hmm.
0: any interest in Alex Reyes Yeah, a
2: lot of interest in Alex Reyes. If he can sure. stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, that's a guy that – I mean, he was a closer for the Cardinals two years ago. Yeah. and uh, He was an all-star now, that year,
1: wasn't he? I 2021? He was
2: all- I don't know if he was an all-star, okay. but – he had uh, what he had Tommy John again or something like that. I, I all I know it's, is he know, was out like all of last year.
1: Mild risk, high reward, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean that's their type of move because yeah, he because throws he throws hard. Yeah, he
0: has what one full healthy season, which is twenty twenty one. He was an all star. Okay, um, this is from MLB.com. dot um, Pretty much their top like uh, six free agent sleepers, I guess. This is from a week ago, um, but he, they had like McCutchen, Nelson Cruz, um, who I believe has signed. Already, who would he sign with? Cruz. He just signed with the Padres, Padres. Like yesterday. So there you go. So he's off that. But Alex Reyes was one of them, uh, and they kind of called him like the biggest if on the market yeah. right now well, because he has he missed all of last season, but when he was on in 2021, he was an All Star. And he you know he can touch, he can touch triple digits with a fastball. He can you know he has a really awesome slider. Like if it, like you said, if he can stay healthy, that dude's an awesome bullpen arm. Yeah. And if the Cubs they take wanted it, to use him as a starter, he's, but
1: he's then Braylon injuries, Marquez. He is, yeah. Except he
2: actually reached the Major Leagues. Except he actually reached the Major Leagues. Speaking speaking of Nelson Cruz, there were some comments in the chat that were, like, upset the Cubs didn't just pay him the million dollars or whatever. It's like, the guy wanted to go to a World Series contender. The The guy's guy's trying to win. That one was very, like, whatever. Like, I said like again. I'm not surprised (laughs) that he chose the Padres, and I doubt the Cubs even called because – Again, it's just like you knew that he wanted to be on a contender, and
0: he's also a guy that can. That's strictly a DH at this point in his career. Yeah. <laughs> like
2: <laughs> he would have, it would have made sense. Like if they did, if sign you want every day,
0: every day DH, maybe. Yeah. yeah,
2: and I know he's had a bad year with the Nationals last season, but it would have made sense. I just don't think he wanted to be a Cub.
1: Check out Michael Colada's oh, comment here uh, on chat. I'm not going to uh, say it out loud because the Colada segment is coming up next. Michael Colada, mm. the next segment is for you. We are going to try and predict things that will be asked in the Ricketts family panel coming up at Cubs Convention. I will play Tom Ricketts and try to answer those questions in the panel on behalf of Tom Ricketts. (laughs) But first, Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meats, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour and school lunches, all-natural meat sticks that are hardwood smoked for eight hours with 16 grams of protein per stick, making them a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them, you don't know what you're missing. They are delicious because they're made from recipes that are generations in the making. And being all-natural, they deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, any of your Chicagoland grocery stores right now. And when you order any three meat products at Green Ridge Farm right now, include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks are free when you use the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs that can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers then receive a report that details energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Start getting saving and save energy today for energy saving tips. And to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. If you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, you can also call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program rep. And you can also email them at businessee at or request their assessment online on their website, comed.com slash facilityassessment. Woo! All right. One question for you, Luke, a.k.a. Steve, a.k.a. Mr. Ricketts. Are we actually going to shell out the money for Shohei Otani next year, and when are we getting Nico Horner an extension? So are you Steve Ricketts right now? Steve I'm an an added brother to the family. My name is Steve Ricketts. (laughs) Tom has laryngitis. He won't be speaking today. So Steve Ricketts will try to answer your questions. The colada segment, the panel. All right. Segment of the year. Well, well, we can start with RWB. Mr. Ricketts, are we actually going to say... Uh, you know, I'd, I wouldn't really if Steve Ricketts would say I, I don't really want to comment on a player on another team right now. Yeah, that's true. Of course, we're always interested in adding uh, great players anytime they become available, and uh, we don't <laughs> think there's 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 plenty in our system financially when a great player becomes available. If we want to add them to the roster, and Jed thinks that player is uh, worth whatever they're asking, then it's up to Jed. But the, the the money is there for Jed to spend if he if he wants it as for uh Nico Horner we think Nico's a, a great player we love everything about Nico and everything he's you know given to the franchise so far we love his future and uh when the time is appropriate i you know i leave those things up to jed but Certainly, I, I know that we appreciate everything Nico has to offer this team. Steve, you
0: did a really good job of, of saying a lot, but also saying nothing. Absolutely correct. That's, that's the owner's speak. My Carlo question says I
1: hate Luke right now. This isn't Luke. This is Steve Ricketts. Yeah,
0: Steve Ricketts. My question for you is: Is your um, your sibling Tom told us uh, you know during the season that the ball was in Jed's court that he'd have, he'd have all the resources necessary to make this team competitive? You know all that stuff. Um, so what do you think of the – has Jed's Jed d- done this off season right? Has he done it the way you said he – or you thought he would when you told him he has all the resources to, to make this team competitive?
1: I, I think that's a better question actually for Jed. However, I will say okay. that I really like I really like some of the changes that have been made to the roster. I mean, Cody Bellinger, I think we've all seen the potential he has and what he could bring to this team. Jameson Tyon could be a really great addition to the to the rotation. Uh, I think we've done some really, and of course Dansby Swanson uh, is is a is a player that we targeted right from the very beginning. Right, it right at the beginning of free agency, we saw Dansby Swanson's name there, and we thought that is a that's the type of player we're looking for. And so Jed targeted him, and we are super excited about what Dansby will bring to. Wrigley Field for the fans that show up at Wrigley Field, the greatest fans in all of baseball. Uh, we'll be excited to see him. Beautiful sunny days, night games at Wrigley Field, uh, where you can get uh, discounted prices this year, by the way.
2: <laughs> BYOB? Build your own. BYOB. Baseball. Speaking of BYOB, the, dig- the, the decision to bring in Coca Cola oh. is, is that because it's better or because it will boost uh, pop sales, Steve?
1: We're we're really excited to have Coca-Cola as a new partner. I mean, uh, I think most people look around and say, uh, if you're looking for a brand that's synonymous with America, it's Coca-Cola. So (laughs) we're very excited to have Coca-Cola on board and upgrade, you know, what opportunities people have for the concessions. We always want our concessions to be above and beyond what everybody else has to offer. And so adding a a proud name like Coca-Cola to our resume is something uh, we're very excited about and a partnership we're looking forward to in the future. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Collada, do you have a question out there? Is... Uh,
0: uh, Mr. Collada at the mic right now, uh, he says, well, he says, hey, Tom, but it's not Tom, it's Steve. Um, <laughs> hey, Steve uh, Steve Ricketts, why are you satisfied to win only one World Series?
1: Um, I, I believe Mr. Collada was not allowed into the building. I believe security <laughs> was supposed to keep – Mr. Collada out and of course we want to win as many World Series we want the Cubs to be the the best franchise in all of baseball but if security Uh, could now see Mr. Collada out to the parking lot uh, that would be that would be appreciated we certainly want to win the World Series as many as we can Oh, oh. Oh, that's he, the alarm. That's, that's the alarm. alarm. That's the collot alarm that they have set for the convention.
0: <laughs> it's like a it's like a metal detector when he walks through. That's the the sound that plays when he
2: comes in.
1: Collada, that was a collada question. It goes off instantly. Oh man.
2: Steve, uh, a lot of fans like to or you know, we lo- <laughs> the we love the Barbara. fans love to talk about uh how much concessions are and uh, you know, specifically, you know, twelve, thirteen dollar beers. How can you justify charging this much for a team that won 74 games last season?
1: Well, I, I think uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, we saw lower attendance at at Wrigley Field, which was disappointing to us. And so we want to make sure that our concessions are on board, which sometimes means raising the prices there. I think you'll notice uh, if you're going to buy season tickets, our season ticket holders are seeing a decrease for one of the first times in a long time, their, their annual ticket price is going down. We're trying to make sure that you have the greatest experience that we can possibly provide for fans that come to Wrigley Field. We've tried to improve the ballpark, the concessions, the bathrooms, uh, the area around Wrigley Field. Uh, and so, we're, as a family, we are dedicated to improving the Cubs experience, which we believe is second to none in all of the world for any sport. We believe your game experience at Wrigley Field is more than just uh, the game; it's everything that's involved with it. And so, we're trying to address both of those. It's a bit of a balance right now, and we are certainly not a finished product. But any suggestions fans would have, we're always welcome. We always welcome, uh, you know, any suggestions you might have.
0: I have a curveball for you, Steve. Towards the end of the season, you know, they you know the the grounds crew can like put little designs and stuff into the into the outfield grass. One of the designs at the end of the season said, thank you, season ticket holders. Yes. Why not thank all the Cubs fans? Why thank specifically the season ticket holders? Why not thank everyone that spends whatever they can to go to a Cubs
1: game throughout the season? Or oh, even, you know,
0: spends money to be able to watch Marquee.
1: Certainly, Mr. Uh, 275 Herrera, we we appreciate yeah. all Cubs fans, always. Uh, sure. You know, and everybody out there that supports this team, uh, whether you're in Iowa or London or... Paris or wherever you might be, uh, you know, wherever you might be a Cubs fan right here in the great city of Chicago. We appreciate all fans. We just wanted to give a special thanks to our season ticket holders who supported us, supported the franchise and are the most loyal season ticket holders in all of baseball. But we appreciate all Cubs fans. And I think that's all part of fan appreciation throughout the final week. But we believe that the entire season is a way of saying thank you to Cubs fans for supporting what we believe is the greatest franchise in all of professional sports. I see Mr. Ricketts, is, or uh, Mr. Collada snuck in another question saying, hey, Steve, tell your brother he's cheap. <laughs> uh, I'm not on speaking terms with my brother at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he has laryngitis, so he really he has can't speak in general. He, he's, he's under the weather, and I don't want to catch it. We, we haven't. Fair.
0: That's fair. Um, Tom wants to know why, which is better, the left or right Twix? We are getting off the road. We are getting away yeah, from that. Yeah, that's too right
1: now. far. Any Twix. I'll go right Twix. Any Twix. Um, anybody else got a good question that possibly could be answered? legitimately asked here?
2: Yeah. How, how Luca, do, here, Lucas has one, I think. Lucas has one. Go up uh, a little bit. St- Steve Ricketts, number one, how long is Jed's leash? And two, when are you selling the team to, make <laughs> to an owner that actually cares about <laughs> winning like Mark Cuban?
0: Where, oh, man.
1: Where is this? Lucas. We, we believe when we purchased the Cubs— uh, I don't know if you know this, but my my brother and his wife met in the bleachers. And so our family and the Cubs are truly a love story. That, you know, this is where we, we would go celebrate our summers. We would sit in the bleachers and watch it. And it, one of the ways we sold the idea to my father was to say, this is more than just a baseball game. This is an experience. This is why when we won the World Series, people were going to the cemeteries. This is generations of family members embracing one team with a loyalty that has been unseen in any other sport in any other city. So I don't Mm. remember what the question was, but, you know, we – we uh, we really love the fans out there, and we're going to do everything we can to bring another World <laughs> Series champion to the city of uh, Chicago.
0: Barbara has a good question. Uh, Steve Ricketts, will you welcome? Will you and your family welcome Sammy Sosa back into the Cubs family?
1: Uh, I believe, as a family, we have decided that when Sammy is willing, Sammy knows what he has to do to be welcomed back to the Wrigley Field experience. And uh, at this point, the ball is in Sammy's park.
0: Okay. I also don't like that blue dabs star calling me Ryan horrific. This is well, Blue mean... Dabs is rough lately, uh, huh? A
1: mean nickname. Dabber. Whatever. Fernando Rodriguez with a super chat, 199. Well, re-upped my season tickets. Big hope, Cubs, CHGO. Thumbs up. Love that. Does that make you right. happy, Woo. Steve Ricketts? As Steve Ricketts, that makes me very excited. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> we appreciate everything CHGO yeah. brings. Uh anything that... Brings Cubs fans together. We are a fan of, and so we appreciate all of the blogging sites, podcasting sites, fan uh, discords that are out there. Uh, we appreciate anybody that wants to talk Cubs baseball at any time.
0: Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Carlos asked Steve, "How did you know about Ryan's bench press numbers?" I can answer that myself. How did? He, how would he have not known? Historic. Like, it's pretty. It's pretty well known at this point. The answer
1: would be simply historic. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, he almost took out a chair over there uh at our tables uh and i had to tell ryan that he needs to stop lifting so it's not gonna happen
1: matthew gregory steve ricketts do you believe the cubs will compete for the division this season oh boy absolutely every season we go into we want to be competitive we want to compete our goal is to have the cubs competing for the division every single year (laughs) no matter what year it is or where we are as a franchise and so we believe that jed has uh retooled this offseason. We are thrilled about the young players that are coming up in the farm system. Very excited about a lot of the names you'll be hearing. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, Brendan Davis, uh, a lot of the young names that we know will be the future of this Cubs franchise. And so, uh, yes, we, will believe, we believe we'll be very competitive in the Central Division, and that is our goal every single offseason. Well said. Well said, Steve.
0: No, Steve, you did a great job in this
1: panel. Steve, are you going to add any more real estate to Wrigleyville? Oh, Steve Ricketts, will you please open your books and show how revenue is actually spent? Mm-hmm. Thank you, uh, Barbara. We appreciate your question, and um, the answer is no. Well, you're also not in charge of the. Of the, of the that's books. not my job. Yeah, it's, it's time. I asked, that's, uh, that's a better question for Crane Kenny. You, I'm sorry. Did you not hear my question? I
2: asked about what if you're th- planning on adding more real estate, Mr. Delmetrics. Yeah. Are you are you adding more real estate to Wrigleyville, Steve Ricketts?
1: Uh, We're always interested in making the area around Wrigley Field, affectionately known as Wrigleyville, the greatest ballpark experience. Uh, You know, from Gallagher Way to the Hotel Zachary to the Do Right Donuts, which I know many of you are big fans of. uh, We've tried to make sure that the neighborhood, the ballpark, everything is all part of the experience. And so, you know, when... Real estate becomes available anytime there's an investment out there that makes sense to the Cubs organization. Of course, we explore those opportunities, but uh, that goes with any business opportunity that may come, ar- come around. Mm. I will not take any questions about soccer teams. Thank you. <laughs> I think you've done. What the, is the Cubs slogan for the season? What if?
0: Uh, uh, the, no, the slogan is, is let's play two hours. That's let's what we play decided. two hours.
1: We've already decided that. Yeah. I'm the, all in on with that. With the help of our friends at CHTO. The new slogan, let's play two. hours." Ours. <laughs> all in. Everybody in for that slogan. Michael Collada, I'm not reading your last question. Let's <laughs> move on to Cody's. Uh, on behalf of the Ricketts family, uh, and as being the youngest member of that family, Steve Ricketts, I would like to say thank you for all the Cubs fans and all their wonderful questions, and we look forward to seeing you at beautiful, historic Wrigley Field. And how about a shout-out for Pat Hughes? Yeah. See, I, then they leave on a cheer.
0: Yeah, I think you would have – you made Tom Tom proud today, Steve.
1: I mean, I've never done anything like that, but I thought it was pretty good. Tom, Tom pretty is happy young. with
0: the job you did uh, in the Ricketts panel, leading the Ricketts panel today.
1: Zero answers. That's probably that's answer. <laughs> <me> what
0: you're
2: <laughs> – Here's a here's a question. Obviously, obviously, a lot of fans have a lot of questions, have a lot of frustration. Mm-hmm. What do you think – the i guess the applause when he comes in or <laughs> like what what do you like would, what do you think that will be like like do you think mixed yeah like it'll, or it'll be you, very mixed
1: like you don't see it being uh you know one way or the other or do you just i i th- no i I think it'll be mixed and I think the reaction from the Ricketts family will probably be like uh They'll make a joke of it somehow. They'll be like, yeah. "Oh wow, uh, maybe you guys don't want to have this after all." Well, mm. remember you the, know, something like that? Like maybe some of you didn't want this after all. This was your idea. The, the face
0: he made when um, everyone booed the Marquee Sports Network. I yeah, I think he was the meme. About yeah, that, that I mm. can see that happening again. Yeah,
1: he was shocked by that. Yeah, he really. I don't was. think he'd be shocked if there was a mixture. Of cheers and boos. Of cheers and boos. So I think they're prepared for that, and they will have some quick response. Or they will just come out and change it immediately by saying, first, we want to congrat. you know, thank you for all being at the convention, and let's give a big round of applause for Pat Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody will cheer and then simmer down. Yeah, It's been thought out what will happen, yes, for 100%. sure.
0: They ran all the scenarios through the
2: through the machines. They know what's going to
1: Not <laughs> their first convention. Yeah. <laughs> But this is
2: definitely the first one where I think the most scrutiny they're going to get is going to come. Because I don't even think after 18 and 19 going into 2020 before the pandemic, like even though that they didn't show up to that one, like I don't think they would have got the reaction that I think is potentially could happen on Saturday.
1: I think the marquee thing was the biggest. Uh, was the hottest topic they've had yeah. so far, right? Like going into 2021, people, people yeah. were not happy about marquee. People either loved it or hated it, and the amount of people that loved it going in was much smaller than the vice versa. Now, when they came in and said it's going to bring wheelbarrows of cash, right? That swayed some people over. Like, yeah, Cubs content twenty four seven. I don't know what the you know how mm. excited people are or are not. But going into that, I remember that Cubs convention, there were some very angry questions at that. Right. More than I remember about any other topic.
2: I just, I'm just, uh, you know, I think a lot of those questions are justified, though. And, yeah, they can be prepared for it and all, but if they just beat around the bushes, that's not that's not going to help their, it's not going to help them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. I hope they. Like yeah, they're not going to be able to. They're not going to answer every question. But my genuine hope is that they, when once that panel is over, the fans that are there or people watching on Mar- marquee or whatever, I hope they have. I, I hope we all at least feel something. Like I don't want to. I don't want it to end and we feel like he just did what Luke just did. You know what I mean? And, don't, th- don't get I, your hopes up. I'm not getting my hopes wrong, up, but, but that's thing. what I. I think that's what we all want, and I'm not yeah. asking them to be to not answer questions for like. Well, you want every them to single be question. I want them saying. to be a. Yeah. I, that's literally all I want is them to be a little bit more transparent. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. Which I can and agree I with. think we are deserving of that.
0: I, I, I think you're hoping for that. The, the Ricketts panel, uh, when Jed, Jed and Carter do the the uh, business or uh, baseball operations update panel, you want the same thing. Mm. You, I agree. Like you want them to be upfront and answer questions, not a bunch of just speaking around and beating around the bushes. Like you want them to actually answer the questions that people have. Yeah, because, right. I mean, there's going to be crazy people there, but you're also going to have informed fans that want, yes, that yeah. have really good questions that deserve good answers from. So you would definitely want them to be as transparent as possible, while also you know not giving into the craziness. of We do have a fans.
1: super chat, by the way. Another one from uh, Duke, the Duke eight one one booze. I will be booing relentlessly. I'll cheer when they stop forcing us through rebuilds. See, that's those are where the angry questions will come from. Yeah,
2: yeah. One. Related to Marquee, I like Marquee. <laughs> like, like what they do is fine. Like, it definitely can be better. They definitely can make like they made changes this year compared to the year before. But the thing that makes it frustrating, I think, for everyone, is just how hard it is to watch the Cubs on Marquee. Like. It's not like WGN. You can't you no. you literally have to have the right cable network and you and you have to pay more to to get it. Because mm-hmm. when well, I had X Expedit- one, you have to have cable pretty well, much. Yeah. <laughs> like, well yeah. Like the broadcasting to cable, landscape but even, Steve's but, gonna say the but broadcasting but even, landscape has even changed if you greatly have cable, in the last ten years. Even if you have cable though, you have to pay more to get marquee. It's not just part of the regular cable package. And yeah. that's the difference between that and WGN. And that's that's where I stand with fans that don't like marquee because yeah, the Cubs have only made it harder to watch them. And if their team's not good, no one's going to go out of their way to get marquee. And that like, yeah, here's what, here's what I <laughs> will say what a, what a, about like, mind blown. Yeah. Like, ooh. <laughs> and you, I don't you, you think that they'd be taking that into consideration about like making the roster better. Like, I don't know. Whatever, man. <laughs> I, I will say this. I
1: saw Barbara saying something about, you know, at least we have a convention and whether or not that will be mentioned. I don't know if credit should be given. I don't know if you necessarily need to give credit to the to the Ricketts family for facing the questions and, the, and whatever transparency they might have. I personally believe it should be expected yeah. of – the, the owner the of the people. chicago yeah. cubs that doesn't mean you always get it so if you want a Soxfest if you want to give credit i would say on the flip side if i were a Sox fan i'd be really ticked off mm-hmm. for sure okay so i i think there should be more bashing that way than i think there should be credit, credit yeah. the other way i think it should be the way you're getting it Wrigley Field and at Cubs convention but i don't I don't know if it deserves credit, but that said, it doesn't happen everywhere, as you can see on the other side of town. So sometimes the grass isn't always greener. Yeah. I don't know how many teams have a fan panel. First of all, not every team has a convention still. Yeah. But I don't know how many of them actually have, a, have the owners step to a microphone with unplanned questions coming their way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I, think I, I mean I agree in the sense that, like yeah, you can at least be happy that they do it. But it's also, like, that should be expected. That should be the minimum they do at a convention like this. Like, that mm. people, like, they're the owners. Like, they, they should face questions. And and it does suck when you get crazy, dumb fans that ask just crazy, dumb questions. You know, like, you, it's not, it's not you can't prepare for that. But at the same time, it's like, well, fans, there are fans that do have legitimate questions. And you should, you know, face the music. You should face those fans and answer those questions Honestly and transparently, because that's you know that's well, you're the owners. You should be. That's how you should.
1: That act. said, if I do win the Mega Millions tomorrow and buy a piece of the Cubs from the Ricketts, I will not be going up to answer any questions. Will I you, will just be collecting my cash every I'm, year. I'm will just, you
0: officially change your name to Steve Ricketts?
1: Uh, I might. Okay. By the way, Blue Dabs four twenty says I would rather hear Hawk Harrelson than Ughshambi. L- listen, in all my years, One's I have never heard anything <laughs> as crazy as that. <laughs>
2: Never forget he once said that. Craig Nettles is better than Chris Bryant. Never forget. You know who was
1: better than Chris Bryant? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: I guess one question that I don't feel like we like did with Steve Ricketts over here. (laughs) Like what if a fan asks Tom, you know. How do you feel about Steve Cohen spending all this money to make his team better? Oh,
1: that's going to get asked. You know what I mean? That will
0: 100% be asked. Like comparing what they do to what Steve Cohen tried, even what he yeah. tried to do Not let alone what he and you know, did. And
1: his answer will be, um, we believe that spending, doesn't necess- spending absurd amounts of money doesn't necessarily yep. equal winning. How many World Series have the Mets won? Well, since that's 2016. What, that's what he said to so us. Since he 2015, said, right? That's basically what he's going to say. Yeah. Look, at the, And he'll 100% will bring up the Rangers spent millions last year on three players, and they ended up the same place we did. Yeah. So it's about intelligent spending, and they'll reap.
0: That's basically what he told us. He said, you can't buy a championship team. You have to build it. I yeah, assume that's going to be the same answer that he gives. He's gonna He's going to tell everyone how they did spend a lot of money this year, which, granted, they did. Not as much as they could have, but they did spend money. Um, but he's also going to go like we're still trying to build it. You can't buy it in one off season. All the you know the okay. the, the, the smarter
1: question to him might be something like: Steve Cohen is trying to spend all this money. The Padres are spending all this money. Um, are you angry at Steve Cohen? And do you think he's hurting baseball? Mm. That Ooh, might that's a good question. That might be the question that lets you peek into a little bit more of what they're actually thinking because the other one's just going to give you a standard answer and he'll probably give you something like you know I I don't want to comment specifically on one owner but we want everybody to be competitive yada 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 like I'm I'm sure he's thought of a lot of different answers but I think there might be ways to word that question differently than just like if the Mets are spending why aren't we spending but that's more likely what's going to come out because it's going to come from the heart before it comes from a thought process, like right? right, like the, the original thing is going to be like, why, why can't we get Aaron Judge? Why aren't we spending yeah. five hundred million dollars this off season? Yeah, uh, should we do the adries? Yeah. yeah, let's do it, Cody. What do you got for DraftKings? <laughs> cool. We got, we got playoffs, baby, yeah. playoffs, playoffs.
2: Yeah, I said on uh, me and me and Steven, producer here at CHEO, we got a bet this weekend. Uh, he's taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Giants. Ooh. I like Giants plus three Giants money line. Uh, The NFL playoff picture is locked in. And my go-to place for the wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl, 57 new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you get a free bet back up to ten dollars. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? I did that with the NBA last night. I put a ten I put ten dollars on an, on a same game parlay for the Bulls, and hilariously, all four legs missed. Doesn't matter, got my ten dollars back. All four legs missed. Uh, classic. It just, that's those are so bad that four legs you missed.
1: That bet was a dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, at least you got the bet back. I
2: yeah, I got my ten dollars back, and I'm probably going to put it on something related to the NFL. Maybe a little parlay action, money line, dog parlay, Giants, mm-hmm. Giants, Bucks, Buccaneers. Mm, maybe the Chargers. They're Ooh. they're a favorite, but they're like it's pretty much an even line. I like the Chargers more than I do the Jags this weekend. So yeah, you can uh, use that ten bucks on a, on a on a parlay, something like that. Get that extra money. And if it doesn't hit, then you're good. You get your money back. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code CHGO. New customers can get bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in the podcast or YouTube description.